Well, welcome to the Sherwood Oaks podcast. Uh, my name is Sean, and each week this summer, we are bringing you interviews with people from within the Sherwood Oaks family uh, just to talk about faith and what it looks like to put that faith into action. Uh, we value as a church telling life-changing faith stories uh, because we believe that those stories inspire us to live out our own faith in our everyday life. And just to be encouraged by what God is doing in the life of others can be an encouragement to us when maybe our faith feels a little dry hanging on the edge a little bit. It's like, oh yeah, no, God is still moving. And uh, so today, this is our eighth episode, and I am joined by Melissa Smith. Melissa, welcome to the pod, oh, as all the you. cool kids say. <laughs> I don't no. know if the cool kids say that or not, but we're cool. Uh, we're so cool? Okay. Cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. So why don't you start just by sharing a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, well, first off, thank you for the honor um, and the privilege of being here. What a cool thing to get to be a part of as a church. Mm, like, this is yeah. awesome um, to be able to share faith stories together. But I am a 40-year-old mama of two. I'm married to my husband, Ryan, and I'm born and raised in Bloomington. So okay. we lived a, away in Lafayette for a couple of years and then San Diego, but we eventually came home. Oh, wow. And so okay. we live here now. Ryan's a physical therapist. Um, I'm a coach at Bloomington South, volleyball coach. And my kiddos both go to school here, and we just love it. We both went to IU, mm. and we just never wanted to leave. So this is home. It this is. is home. It's so home. Yeah. We're never going anywhere, probably, unless the Lord leads us elsewhere. <laughs> how, how long have you guys been married? We have been married. Oh, of course, you're going to ask me. <laughs> this is, uh, we got Ryan, married on New right Year's now. Eve, yeah, 2004. <laughs> okay. So oh, going yeah. on, wow, going on 19 years. Yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Amber and I just celebrated our 20th anniversary this Congrats. year. And Thank you. And I mean... It's amazing how the time goes by so quickly. Incredible. So quickly. Incredible. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your faith journey. Um, when did you start following Jesus? What led you to start following Jesus? And maybe who were some influential people in okay. your life? I love this question because um, I feel like I'm not blessed with the best memory ever, which I think in some <laughs> ways is protective, but I'm asking the Lord to help me in that. So when I look back, um, I grew up in what we would have said was a Christian home. Mm -hmm. I would have called myself a Christian, mm -hmm. but certainly mm -hmm. was not uh, living that out. Um, you know, we went to church on some Sundays and we definitely went on the major holidays. Mm -hmm. um, so really my faith was born later in life. Um, I would say throughout high school, I didn't really have a lot of influences. Mm -hmm. I remember my aunt, who's actually a mm -hmm. member here. She was the one person I can remember who talked about Jesus, who at Christmas made us sing happy birthday to Jesus, even Ooh. if we didn't really understand what we were doing. Yeah. Um, but it really started in college. Um, I played volleyball in college. And so I had a roommate, um, sophomore year, who followed Jesus, like was sold out for Jesus. Mm. And honestly, at the time, I thought it was weird, right? Like really? to me, because yeah. I was living the quote unquote normal college life, yeah. drinking, all the things, yeah. all the things that we associate with what, what a normal college student does, unfortunately. Um, but it perked my interest, right? So mm. her being, she was different. So there was a seed planted there. And then we had a strength and conditioning coach and his wife who started a Bible study. Mm. And for some reason I went, I'm not really sure, maybe because my roommate went, but I was just like, okay, like I like to hang out with these girls, so yeah. let's go. So more seeds were planted, didn't really make any sort of decision, but I kept going. Like it was a, um, it was a nice place to spend a Tuesday night and hang out. Yeah. Um, outside of volleyball, which is basically life. And yeah. then I met Ryan, honestly. And mm. um, Ryan was someone who also was sold out for Jesus. And the wow. best part of the story was, is we dated for two months. And you know when you know your person, like you were like, yeah, this is like my guy. And yeah. he was like, 
you're my girl. Yeah. But then we broke up. So this is the what? crazy part. Ryan actually broke up with me because he said that basically we were unequally yoked. So mm. I wasn't a believer. I wasn't living that out. And he was fully. And he was just like, I really like you, but I don't know how this is going to work. Wow. And at the time, it was both heartbreaking and also completely soul-stirring. Because wow. I was like, this is not the normal 21-year-old guy in college. Yeah. Right? There's some depth to him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, it gives me chills now. And um, so I was like, you know what? I have got to find out about this Jesus guy more deeply. Mm. Because for a 21-year-old baseball-playing guy to say this to a girl... I've got to know more about what's going on here. And I would, from there, I'd say the rest is history. It's been a long story, but I ended up yeah. being baptized here at Sherwood Oaks, I think like a year later. Okay. And of course, not everything changed. Like there were many sure. stumbles yeah, along. Yeah, that's a process. <laughs> there were a lot of sure. things the Lord and I have had to work through. Um, but mm. that's that's really where it started. And then I would say in terms of mentorship and people I look up to, I went to Cambodia a few years back and um, Gail mm. is someone that I just, you know, Gail we don't, Pontius. Yes, we yeah. don't have like a direct yeah. relationship right now, but I just always kind of look at what she's doing. Lori Journal, oh, um, yeah. Joyce, these are just women that I was like, okay, like they are living it out. And like, yeah. this is sort of what, who I want to emulate. It's me. so good when we can have people that we can look ahead that are further down the journey than us and be like, yeah, you know, they, they're not perfect, Yes, but but they're where I want to be. 100%. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking for that. So shout out mm. if anyone is looking to mentor <laughs> a 40-year-old mom of two, just mm. let Sean know. <laughs> yes, we will get you connected. I love it. That's great. Um, and it's so interesting, you know, that you came to faith in college, um, when oftentimes that is a time that a lot of people kind of run away from mm. faith. Um, that was when the Lord captured your heart captured it completely and I was in the muck of it like mm. that was the lowest mm. time of my life most people would look at it and be like playing volleyball division mm -hmm. one pre-med straight mm -hmm. A's like she has got it together but I was at the lowest and I think mm. we oftentimes hear that yeah. um, when people find Jesus later in life yeah. is really what they're in some of that deep suffering yeah I mean in a breakup is what brought it there you yeah. know which oftentimes can be devastating so he's just so mysterious mm. and so beautiful how that works and it is those times that can get our attention yes. kind of rattles us and we realize oh, maybe i'm not as in control as what i thought and so we look to that anchor for um, the soul yes which is one of my favorite descriptions oh i love it of what faith is yeah. it is that anchor for our soul yes very cool um yeah so many more things that i want to explore <laughs> in in that and, and if you don't mind me asking and this is off script yeah um what what was it that was so compelling about grace hmm. to you? Like when you really understood the grace of Jesus and you weren't making this decision because you liked Ryan and right. he wanted you to because some people were influential and you had some good times at Bible studies. Mm -hmm. But when you really understood grace, what was that like for yeah, you? Yeah, I for one thing, it was a concept I did not understand. Mm. So um, I hadn't seen it play out in my life. Like yeah. most of my life was very achievement based, right? So there wasn't a lot of grace there. Yeah. Um, oftentimes I was shown love and reward when I did great things. So I wow. learned that like that's how I earned love, right? Yeah. It wasn't the, oh, you've messed up, but like I'm still here for you and support you. And there are consequences to what you've done. Mm -hmm. But like, let me love you through this. But right? Yeah, the unconditional love. Yes, that part of I'm grace. I'm going to love you through it. That's a yes, good way of putting exactly. it. Yes, exactly. And 
grace was what I needed. Like mm-hmm. all I kept doing was chasing, like what, what was the next thing that was going to make me feel good? Yeah. Was it another guy? Was yeah. it drinking? Was what was it? And every time it just faded. Yeah. Like it helped wow. for two seconds and then it was like it's gone again. These are all the things the world tells me that I want yeah. and that are gonna feel good, but none of it feels good. And so I'm like, well, if I pick this book up, right? Like start to read it. Like, what if this is true? Yeah. What like, if the I, Bible is what, what is, if it's yeah. true? Yeah. And like what if I just say, Jesus, like, I'm gonna accept this grace for a second and see what this really feels like. And then there's no escaping it, right? Whoa, like once you invite yeah. that in, there's really no escaping that. Yes. And that's really, I mean, that's true about faith in general. Mm. So yeah, you, you you accept that grace, even for a second, you you get a taste of it and you're like, oh no, that's what I want. That's what I've been looking for. Yes. And I think it's true even with that like next step of faith. It's like, okay, God, give me the faith to trust you for the next second, the yes. next five seconds. And then we take that step and we're we're all of a sudden walking down a journey and a path of faith um, yes. because we had that one second of courage. It's so true. It's like believing before seeing, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, what an exciting journey to be on. And it's something that once you've experienced it, you want everyone to be on because it's yeah. also so freeing. Yeah. Like all that pressure I felt to achieve and do things, that was all on me, right? Mm. But to be able mm. to then just like release my hands and not white knuckle it anymore and just be like, all right, I get to just like go on this journey with you yeah. and trust you. Like that's incredible. Who doesn't want that? Yes. Like to have that sort of freedom. Ah, so right? good, <laughs> so good. So you wear a lot of hats, uh, a lot of hats. You are a mom, uh, you are a wife, you are a high school volleyball coach, you are a podcaster and YouTuber, you are a nutritionist, and you were a pharmacist in a former life. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so how do you, how do you balance all of these things? And, and is balance even the right word for it? And like, how does your faith play into all of that. Yeah, I would say for me, I used to think I balanced it all, mm-hmm. but I think there was a point where I had to like drop the word balance. Um, and I had to just sort of rest in, in what the Lord was calling me to mm-hmm. in that season because mm-hmm. I was trying to do so many things. And I think honestly, Sean, that was me searching for what God wanted me to do. Even mm-hmm. though now when I look back, I'm like, he told you all along, you just were like Jonah and we're like, I'm not going to Nineveh. Like mm-hmm. I have my own plans, right? <laughs> like I have the things yeah. I want to do. Yeah. Um, So I think once I finally just kind of open-handed it and said, I know that you made me good at volleyball. Mm. I know that you've sort of given me this gift to teach in a way. Mm. It's not at all what I want to do or have ever wanted to do or thought I would be good at. doesn't bring any real sort of accolades. It certainly Mm. isn't financially right lucrative. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to trust you in that. And I sort of just Mm. dropped the other things, right? And Mm. I'm going to let these things go aside and I'm going to see where this takes us. Um, it is a lot and it does get overwhelming. And I don't think we talk about that enough, especially Mm. as women just trying to be mom. And then if we've got this other calling that we've received, how do we do those two? And I'm, I'm messily figuring it out, but I think the best thing is, is learning to rest. There has to be rest in there. Um, otherwise it's just burning at both ends and it it never gets anything accomplished. Well, I like that phrase that you used messily figuring it out. (laughs) Like it's just, it is, you have to kind of embrace that mess Mm. and, and realize that there's going to be seasons where you have to give more to something, um, and then you'll give more to something else. Yes. And and so that's why I think that balance idea is maybe a bit of a myth. Mm. But when we try to live that, we we end up feeling a lot of guilt. Yes. And so you know, you talked about receiving the grace of God in your life and how freeing that is. Mm. What does it look like for you with all of these different hats that you wear to give grace to yourself? Yeah. Oh man, that's a powerful one. 
I think it's being okay with one not pleasing pleasing everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like in the business side of things for me, I feel like I have to be constantly available mm-hmm. and always there for people and just having to let that go. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to trust that like, say for on Instagram, for instance, I have to trust that like the Lord's gonna do there what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I can't be everything to everyone. I mm-hmm. can't make sure that everyone likes me. Mm-hmm. I can't make sure that people wanna follow me. Like if he's called me there, I just have to, again, give it open hands and let him take it where, I mean, mm-hmm. he's sovereign over all of it. Yes. Instagram's even silly, but like I have to God trust that. sovereign over Instagram. Right, if he calls me there, then that's his <laughs> desires then, right? Like I've yes. gotta just let him have that. Um, yeah. Even though it seems silly and trivial, no matter what we're doing in life. I think that's wow. the grace. Like that's where the grace for myself comes from is realizing, realizing he's sovereign over it. Yeah. I don't have to be. Yeah. At, at family camp that we were at last week, uh, one of the main speakers, he said the three ideas that he lives his life by is that we're all broken. Mm. God's God is all sovereign mm. and grace is all sufficient. We're all broken. God is all sovereign and grace is all sufficient. Is. And that's God's grace for us is all sufficient. Yes. And when we give ourselves grace, yes. it gives us that strength to, to prioritize what really needs. One million percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. I think he's got it all in balance, right? Mm-hmm. So like, let's let him keep it in balance and then we yeah. can kind of prioritize from there. Yeah. He holds the world in his hands. Yes. He's keeping it spinning. Yes. He's keeping the universe yes. intact. Not me. We, we don't, don't want need that. To. No, yeah. exactly. Love it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, uh, life can be filled with ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, as you know, someone even who leans towards being a little bit of an achiever, I, I know people who, who have that kind of personality mm. trait, and and I think life is maybe filled with a little bit more ups and downs, like in your mind even. Um, so, what is the Lord teaching you about being grateful in whatever season of life you're in? And I and I want to qualify that not grateful for every season of life that you're in because yes. there's a difference. They're just learning how to be grateful in every season of life. Yeah. Um, So pride is probably one of the hardest things for me as being an achiever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something he's continually refining me in. And I think that has to do with gratitude. I think probably the Mm -hmm. biggest way to combat that pride is with gratitude. Um, And so that's that's still a season that I'm in. not having financial stability as a coach, right? Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. that number one, that will affect your pride if you let it. Mm-hmm. If that becomes something you're really searching for, if that becomes an idol for you, which it has been for me, mm-hmm. what even is financial stability? I think the Lord right. would be like, what are you talking Such about? Such a moving target. Right? Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just letting letting gratitude fill that space of pride for me has been huge mm. um, because it is. It is such an up and down journey. It's a roller coaster. And I think when you're really in the season that I'm in of trusting in God's provision, mm-hmm especially financially, right? Mm-hmm. Like just to pay the bills, Lord, like please mm-hmm. help us. Um, it's That's a day-to-day. That is a day-to-day gratitude of mm-hmm. like, I have a house, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I've got children, thank you. I get to do what I love. Like yeah. thank you for that gift. And most yeah. of all, like I have a relationship with you because of Jesus. Like what else do I yeah. need to be grateful for? <laughs> like literally yes. all these other things that I think I desire and need and want. Um, I have been given Mm. Jesus, the greatest gift of all. And it's so simple, but Mm -hmm. it's like so quick to lose within the day-to-day of life. Mm -hmm. But I think that's something we have to just cling to. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've heard you um, say before, actually, and I think it was maybe one of your Instagram posts, that, you know, the some of the things that we that we remind ourselves of to be grateful for in the Lord mm-hmm. can sound like cliches. Yes. But they're like they're um, familiar for a reason <laughs> because they're true. Yes. And sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of those truths. Mm. And, and fall back on them. One million percent. I think that's most cliches is because they're honest truth. Yeah. Like in two, I think um, Francis Chan talks about this just so much of like living in light of eternity. Like this is another mm-hmm. thing that brings me so much gratitude of like um, Ecclesiastes can be kind of harsh, but it's like this mm. life is so fleeting and mm-hmm. so short and really is just a vapor, right? Like chasing after the sun, I think. Yes, yeah, yes, never like every day, it. right? Mm-hmm. So like when I remember of the, this beautiful <clears throat> gift, not just of grace, um, but of eternity, um, these small things that I'm worried about in these up and down seasons mm-hmm. just sort of tend to be put into perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And gratitude oh, uh, does, it, it helps so much. Yes. So one of the things that I've always appreciated about you is um, just your confidence in the Lord mm-hmm. and in who you are in Him. It just shines out Thank of you. you. And, you know, you have two girls of your own. Uh, and having two girls, you know, I'm confidence, not just in themselves, but, yeah. but in the Lord. I mean, it's something that you know, I'm thinking a lot about because yeah. they live in a world um, that's not really going to speak that into them. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be the ones that yes. are speaking that into them. So anyway, how... How do you, how do you having two girls? How, how are you raising them to have that same confidence in the Lord and and in themselves? Okay, that's a great question. <laughs> I think my answer even a year ago would have been like all the things that I'm doing, and I feel a good friend of mine, Abra, the other day was just talking about how like reminding me that it's not my job right to solidify mm. their faith right. Mm. Of mm-hmm. course, like great foundation. Um, and I'll talk about the things that we sort of do, but like ultimately in the end, like I can just plant seeds. I can just Mm -hmm. live my life for the Lord and hopefully they'll see that. And, Mm -hmm. um, but like, I can't again, take on that weight Mm -hmm. of achieving their Mm -hmm. faith, right? Which I want to do so bad. Yeah. Yeah, But I think the, one of the best things we've done is really, um, put them in great community. Mm -hmm. Um, so Mm -hmm. youth for Christ, campus life, um, life group, like these things have been instrumental um, in the foundation, especially for our oldest, who's a teenager going into high school. This is really a time where Ryan and I are like, want to white knuckle it. Like, ah, we want to (laughs) control everything. We're going to homeschool or which we're not. But um, Mm. I think that really strong community and being at church, Mm. right? I think Mm -hmm. that that goes a long ways. Um, And then just living it out at home, Ryan and I being open to talking about the Lord all the time in front of them. Yeah. reading every morning my bible i mean the kids come down and they see us doing that they see us doing that together as husband and wife so just planting those seeds sort of like that were planted um so that their faith can really grow for them individually yeah so you're modeling it at home yes and then you're helping them be in other environments where people that you know and love and trust Mm. are going to be saying the same things and so they're like oh they're saying what mom and dad are saying um and I like them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I'm hearing it maybe a little bit louder from them yes. because of that. Mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, making sure that they're plugged in with things like Youth for Christ. Yes. And, yeah. All, all of that. Yeah. I think that's where we've sort of found the sweet spot right now. And I know that there's things to come in the next four years that we can't plan for. Sure. But again, I know the Lord knows exactly what's going to happen already. Yeah. 
Um, and I know the things that I've been through in my life, and mm. they are crazy. Mm. So the things that I've done, the places I've stumbled, the mistakes I've made, mm -hmm. um, and the way he's completely given me new life. So mm. like that really takes away a lot of that fear. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm. And that, you're you're so right. When you know the older they get, the more I think parents want to control. Yes. Um, because we remember <laughs> those yes. days and what it was like. And so we want to white knuckle. Mm. We want to hold on when is that, it's actually the season of their life when they need us to start kind of letting go. And, mm -hmm. and they're finding their own independence and there can become this almost battle yes. um, between who's in control, who mm -hmm. had, and there's appropriate levels where parents still are yeah. influential, yeah. but absolutely, it can be difficult. Yeah, I think, yeah, we've got to learn to trust them as they reach sort mm -hmm. of that adult age. And all of our kids are different. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that age may come for our oldest that's different than our youngest just yeah. because of the yeah. way that they are. But there's a really great foundation there that we've built. And so we have to trust that. Yeah, And we also just, you know that they're gonna mess up. Like they're, yes. they're little yeah, human beings, right. just like yep. me every day when I lose my patience with them, or maybe mm -hmm. I raise my voice, say something I don't wanna say to Ryan, right? Like right. they're gonna do those same things. We're all broken. Yes. God's all sovereign. Yes. Grace is all sufficient. I love it. I'm love totally it. stealing those three things from say, that guy. I'm, those, are now, <laughs> those are my three mantras now. Those are my three mantras. I'm claiming them. <laughs> Good. Uh, so you are a volleyball coach at Bloomington South. And I think back through all of my years in playing sports and how influential coaches were, mm -hmm. not just in like helping me grow as an athlete, but just helping me grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And I've really wrestled with how to ask this question for you. Uh -oh. but, but what opportunity, this is what I landed on, good or bad. <laughs> what opportunities does this position um, give you to be a Christ-led influencer with the girls that you coach? Okay, this is a... This is something I wrestle with too. So mm -hmm. this is my second year going into it in a public school setting. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, and again, I'm trying to build those people around me who have experience here, who yeah. also are disciples yeah. um, to kind of feed into me and pour into me because I'm walking this line of, I just want to tell them about Jesus nonstop. Like, like yeah. it's too good. It just comes you know? out of your pores. I mean, yeah, yes. you want to tell them about yes. Jesus. Yes, and I'm like, I tell my assistant Nancy all the time, like, if this is what I get fired for, like, it's fine. It's Jesus. <laughs> like, like I'm going to go. And then I'm like, no, but, like, I need to be here. So I've got to figure out how to tow this line, right? And mm, so yeah. I think for me it's showing up every day with joy, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Every day with joy, no matter what's going on at home. Mm -hmm. um, it's also being brutally honest with them. It's being able to say, hey, this drill was terrible. Mm. I messed up. Like sometimes I don't get it right. Or, hey, let me tell you a story about on the way here when I yelled at Finley and like this, is, I had to ask her for forgiveness. I think it's the same way we would be with our children and just yeah. being really, really honest about the struggles that we are going through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm really trying to work on like building relationships with each of them. Yeah. Right. Just like one, that's what teenagers want. They want someone to so see much. them. They want someone to listen to them. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's a fine line too of being a coach. So mm -hmm. um, I've also got to have discipline. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot like being a parent, right? The yeah. more that I talk about it, there also has, there has to be discipline. There has to be routine. Um, and then I think what I'm praying and asking the Lord for is that he will illuminate and just show me those kids. Mm -hmm. um, if there's someone specific that he wants me to pour into or mm -hmm. take more time with because he's called me to this. Like, I want him to guide it the whole mm -hmm. way. I don't want it to me being, be me being like, oh, is this the one? Or am I supposed to talk to her? Yeah. Like, what do I do here? Yeah. So I'm figuring it out as I go. That's yeah. a messy answer because it's, it is messy. But it is messy. Right? Yeah. 
But yep, ultimately, it's, it's his. Mm-hmm. It's totally his. I mean, I'm supposed to be being a pharmacist, and he's taking me this direction. <laughs> so I'm going to let him have the reins. That's right. I mean, we found out of stuff at this point. Yes. And so we might as well continue walking yes, in faith. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. Um, yeah. So, so really what it comes down to, what I heard you say is you are, you are entering into their life mm. where they're going to let mm-hmm. you. But then you're also letting them into your life yes. where where you feel like it's appropriate. Yes. And in that, you're kind of building that relationship and that trust. Yes. That if they find themselves in that place where, mm, I didn't just mess up on this volleyball drill, but uh, mm. something else happened. One million They're going to know. Yeah. yeah. Coach Melissa, someone that I can talk yeah. to. And I can't force it. Again, you it's can't. like our kids again. Like, I can't. But I... Um, I'm open to it if it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like when we share our faith with anyone, like if mm-hmm. the moment presents itself, mm-hmm. then let's go for it. But yeah. until then, I don't want to force it. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly don't want to uh, push anyone out. Um, but I also have to have a little bit of restraint being in the environment that I'm mm-hmm. in. So it's an interesting yeah. place to be for sure. Yeah. But it's nice to get to come somewhere like here where I get to actually yeah. um, feel like I can speak freely about it. But the Lord didn't call me to a Christian school. I mean, yeah. there's been times where I'm like, are you sure you don't want me to go over here? <laughs> It'd be so much easier. <laughs> exactly. No, no, but he has you at the mission field where he wants you. And you are thinking like an everyday missionary mm. of how can I build mm. bridges, be a person of peace, yes. point, point them to Jesus when the time is right. I think that's, that's so good, Sean, because I mean, even when I was in the pharmacy, like I think we tend to wonder, <clears throat> sorry, I think we tend to wonder like, what am I doing here? Yeah. How can I do this for the Lord? But yeah. like, these are all spaces that we need to be in just yes. walking faithfully each, each day taking action each day a hundred percent that is exactly where we need to be there is more ministry that happens through the week mm. in the workplace on the volleyball team the football team um, in the community than what happens here on sunday mornings yeah and so that's why our vision is to unleash the church with the love of jesus to go out and make an eternal difference in the lives of at-risk Ugh. people whether yes. it be spiritually at risk, emotionally at risk, physically at risk. Yes. Let's go out and Let's point people to Jesus wherever he sends us. I love it. Yeah. Faith in action. Th- that's it. Yes. Boy, we should preach a series yeah, about that. You probably do so, that. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. Uh, if you found this episode helpful, be sure to uh, share it with a friend. Hit that follow button so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Uh, I hope what Melissa shared today will be encouraging to you uh, to go out and live your own faith story. Wherever it is that God has put you, uh, you can be a Christ-led influencer in that space. And uh, if you'd be interested in mentoring Melissa, she's looking. So uh, reach out and let us know. Yes, I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for joining us.